The Mets and the Marlins starting a series Friday from City Field, and the weather would hold off to get this one in. The Marlins would jump out to a 7-1 lead as the Mets batted in the bottom of the fourth. Curtis Granderson has a man on facing Tom Kohler. He's fading in and out. Granderson cracks one to deep right center. Back goes Stanton. Near the wall. It's out of here. Curtis Granderson with his second home run of the year and two run shots. And the Mets start the climb. It's now 7-3 Miami. Ziegler still out there. He delivers. Swing and a drive. Left field. Hooking. It gets down. It's a base hit. One run scores. Two runs scored. This game is tied. Conforto to third. He'll stop. A double for Rivera. Seven up at City Field. Ball four and the Mets take the lead. Conforto comes in to score on the bases loaded walk to Flores. Eight to seven New York. One and one the count. Familia deep breath. Now the pitch. Swinging a bouncing ball up the middle to his left ray as he's got it. Throws to first low throw. Rivera digs it out. Put it in the books. The New York Mets have come all the way back. They were trailing seven to one. They scored five runs in the seventh inning after pulling a little closer with two in the fourth. And the New York Mets have taken the opener of this three-game series from the Marlins. The Mets put together a five-run seventh inning and eventually take the lead against the Marlins and hang on and win by an 8-7 final on Friday. The Marlins have now lost eight of their last ten. T.J. Rivera drives in three runs. He goes two for four for the Mets. Martin Prado and Miguel Rojas each went three for five for Miami. The Mets get their biggest comeback win of the season, climbing out of a 7-1 deficit in the seventh to upend the Marlins 8-7 on Friday. Here's manager Terry Collins. Well, I, I think it's a huge lift, Steve. I'll tell you, it tells you, you know, we've we went, we've been through this the last couple of years. You know, you got to be resilient. You just got to play nine innings and, and go up and put good at-bats on. I mean, Ziggler's as tough as there is to face. And they just put good at bats on. Didn't try to do too much. You know, worked the middle of the field, as you saw. Um, very, very impressed with, by the way, they went about things. What impresses you the most about what you keep seeing out of T.J. Rivera when he gets an opportunity? Well, he's dangerous. You know, he, he's, he swings the bat. Um, he's aggressive. You know, does it, is it kind of against some of the stuff? Yeah, but he's, that's who he is. And, and, you know, he's had success. And the one thing, you know, he, he's got he, – his whole approach is, you know, if I get a, if I get a pitch in the strike zone, I can I can handle it, and he's he's shown that at this level, that he's able to do that. Rich, what did you see from Flores and against the right? It's particularly the Ziegler at bat. It's zero and two, and Ziegler's that's where Ziegler's as tough as against right-handed hitters, and he kind of got that ball out to right field. Can you talk about Wilmer and what he can potentially do against right-handed? Well. Rich, you know, you got to feel for Wilmer. He's been put in a tough situation, and I'm the guy who put him there a year ago because, you know, he's before last year, he did damage against right-handed pitching. Last year, we put him in situations where he had to hit lefties, and he did a tremendous job. Coming into tonight, one for 23 against right-handed pitchers. And I think he just didn't try, again, didn't try to do too much. Look, I'm just going to, you know, let the ball get deep and take a base hit and, and not, try to, not try to do too much with, the, with the, any pitch. And he did it with Ziegler and, and then draw, drew the walk off Barraclaw, who, you know, came in and made great pitches to the other guys. And, um, 
you know, Flo's, a, again, he's, he's one of those kind of guys. If he probably got more B's against righties, I think he'd hit him because I think his bats, you know, has got a, got a high ceiling to it. JP. Uh, Terry, I know there was a, one of the hits was a C&I hit, but with Rafi, was it, uh, was it the command again? It just seemed like he, he just it had to work so hard to get even though, those innings. JP, again, when you, you, you just, you know, he, fall, he gets behind. Um, you know, he follows some pitches off. He had a very high pitch count again tonight. Uh, again, if, when he mixes them up and he keeps the ball in the zone, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you one of the things that I see, I, when the ball's close to the strike zone, they don't swing at it. And I'm just wondering if he's, you know, maybe tipping his pitches or something because they're – they're just laying off some balls from the side. They look like pretty good pitches. Um, so we're, I'm going to have Dan take a look tomorrow. But you know he's he's got a, he's got enough ability to pitch here. He's just got to be able to command his stuff better. Zach, uh, on Rivera, you said TJ. You said he kind of doesn't do some of that stuff. You mean could you kind of? He's not a big walk guy, Zach. Right. I mean, he doesn't draw walks. You know, he hits. And you know, when you look at his numbers in the minor leagues. You know, he's on base, 370, but he hits 350. You know, so he's not a big walk kind of guy. He swings the bat, and that's, and that's who he is. And so, you know, he's dangerous because he, can, he knows he's ha he has the ability to put the barrel on the ball. Any place he's ever played, that's one of the things you hear about him. Look, he just hits, he just hits the ball in the barrel. And when you do that, you can do damage. Do you, to Amantaro, do you expect him to make the start next time around, or is it too early? Well, Zach, I got to tell you, if it's not him, I don't know who it'll be. Absolutely, I have no idea. Uh, you know, we made a move to send Gil Martin down to have him come up and pitch, and unless there's another injury, we can't call Gil Martin back for for ten days. So I don't know who else would fill that spot. So he's, we got to try to get him ready. Roger, Terry, you lose an important player for your offense in Cespedes. And yet the team responds by with this huge offensive surge. It's like eight games in a row or something. Uh, is there cause and effect between those two things? Uh, maybe. You know, somebody asked me the other day um, in Atlanta, do you think guys have stepped up with Cespedes not in the lineup? And the answer is yes, I do. I, I don't believe I, – I do believe once – you know, when you're, when you're struggling, a lot of times you try to put too much uh, heat on yourself. To, hey, look, i got to be the guy. But when Seth left, I, I think, that, hey, look, you know, and Jay Bruce has been the number one guy that's, that's really carried, you know, we've moved him up and he's carried a lot of the load. But, you know, Grandy's starting to swing better. Um, Jose's starting to swing better. And the kid leading off has done a tremendous job of, uh, what he, you know, leading off and, and producing runs. So I think guys have just started to say, look, we all got to chip in here, and, and they're doing that. Saturday's pitching matchup has the Mets throwing Robert Gazelman against Marlins right-hander Odrisamer Despagne after he was recalled Friday following the Marlins putting starter Wei-Yin Chen onto the sampled list.